Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. You could also go to YouTube and find most of our video content on there. All the new stuff is, of course, on there, but there's some there's some shows. Some people have messaged, hey, you know, you're missing some of your earlier shows of Awakened Podcast for a while. We were just doing audio and then we, a couple of years ago, ramped back up the video. And so mostly everything's on there. Hundreds of hours of free content that you guys can tap into and listen to for free. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be stirred, encouraged, strengthened, awakened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're on YouTube, just subscribe to that channel, hit the bell icon for notifications when new shows are released, like, comment, all of that good stuff. And so um, for the month of March, though, we did take a um, a short break from uh, Awaken Podcast. So there's no episodes released in the month of March. Uh, we're in the beginning of April, and so there'll be content moving forward. Um, life's just been um, really had to focus on some things that are very important that the Lord's doing in my family, as well as through Awaken Dallas, our church plant, um, as well as on the business side. And um, things got busy on a personal level um, in terms of just you know selling a home and different things taking place. And so um, needed to pull away for a month and take a little bit of a break here. But we are back at it. On Awaken Podcast, we've got great guests lined up for the coming months, and I'm excited to share the revelation and the truth that the Lord has been birthing on the inside of me and sharing testimonies from the amazing things that are taking place at Awaken Dallas. So if you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, next weekend is our official launch weekend. The Lord called my wife and I to plant a kingdom church um, in Dallas, Fort Worth, in the city of Dallas, specifically called Awaken Dallas. It is our passion to know him deeply and to live for him passionately. That's what we're all about. We love his presence. We're a presence-centered church, a praying church. We are all about equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. We are a church on mission together, and we are a spiritual family and community. And so um, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, come out. We are, we've had a few interest nights, and I'll share a couple testimonies that have come from interest nights. We've had three, actually, um, and now we are having our launch weekend. It's going to begin with a good Friday gathering, which I am stirred um, over. Lord's been talking to me about this gathering for a while now, and then it's going to culminate with a Resurrection Sunday gathering um as our full launch right and so and there's going to be a lot of announcements in coming episodes in terms of what you know time we're going to meet every week the location and everything like that but it is an honor to begin this church plant just really focusing on the sufferings of Jesus the sacrifice of Jesus what he did for us in his incarnation in his life in his pain in his suffering in his brutal crucifixion and how that changed us how that worked salvation for us and to take communion as a church and to just focus on him and declare who he is and just really just hone in on what he's done and then to celebrate his victory on Resurrection Sunday. 
And um, I truly believe the Lord's been speaking to me that chains are going to be broken. There's going to be ministry. We're going to get free from sin habits. We're going to get healed in our bodies. The kingdom of God is going to touch us. People are going to get delivered. It is going to be a time of ministry, really stepping into resurrection power because every single day we're living resurrection. Yes, we get to celebrate on the day that he actually rose from the dead every single year, but we are living in resurrection life. This is what Christianity is about. We died with Christ in his death and we died to our lives. And now we get to live in the power of resurrection in the new creation reality. We have a new identity. We're robed in his righteousness and we have the honor of serving Jesus every single day. And so um, it's going to be a powerful time. If you're in the DFW area, come out, join us. We're just going to be worshiping Jesus, taking communion, being around the table, reveling in his presence, declaring the word of God. There's going to be ministry time. And if you're looking for a church or you know somebody who's looking for a body they could be plugged into, invite them, bring them. A lot of people are willing to come to church on Easter and on Good Friday, on that weekend. People are more open when they're not open other days of the week. And so, you know, other, you know, months and weeks. And so, um, make sure to invite somebody come out. There's going to be, um, in the details section, in the description section, you're going to be able to get, you know, exactly, you know, the location, but Friday night's going to be at 6 30 PM. And then Easter is going to be at 10 AM. And so, um, all the details are going to be on our website, awakendallas.com. Also in the description section below, I will put all of those details as well. We're meeting at the lofty spaces venue in the heart of Dallas, Texas. And so it's going to be an amazing time. Um, really excited. Just some things that have been happening. The Lord has been refreshing his saints during our interest nights. You know, the prophetic word of the Lord has been released. My wife's been getting words just about, you know, um, about God's people being weary and the Lord, especially at our last gathering just came as I had this vision of the Lord coming as a servant King and he just washed over us. He washed over our hearts. He washed over our minds. He brought refreshing to our weary hearts. And the Lord just reignited and activated us. And I got testimonies, man, I was burnt out. I was struggling before this last gathering. And yeah, I've been busy in the grind of life. And then, man, my just first love was reignited and activated again. And I loved hearing that. And my wife, she actually got, uh, she was praying for um, my aunt who was at the gathering and she had, you know, chronic knee pain. And uh, my wife felt a popping in her knee while she was praying for her. And then my aunt was instantly healed <laughs> from her knee pain. She walked a mile and a half the next day with my mom and my dad. And so the Lord healed her. And there's been several testimonies of physical bodies being healed, as well as just the presence of the Lord being so thick in our midst. If you want to show up 15 to 20 minutes early before the the gathering time. We're always praying. Our, our serve team, our ministry team, those who show up early, we're always praying and just declaring the word. And just our March 3rd interest night was so thick. It was just from pre-prayer to the worship. We're declaring the finished work of Christ, who he is, his worth into the ministry time. It was just, it was so powerful. And so, um, you want to come out, that would be incredible. Our, our passion is, like I said earlier, what we're all about, uh, the pulse behind Awaken Dallas is to know Jesus deeply and to live for him passionately, uh, to ignite a movement of spirit filled disciples that live in first love passion for Jesus and who are equipped to go into the world with love 
and power. And so um, we want it's his presence, our four pillars, the presence of God, equipping the saints, uh, being a church on mission, and being a family, a spiritual family and community. And so come out and join us. Um, but yesterday was Palm Sunday, and um, I want to read to you guys, you know, Matthew 21, and I just want to share just some truth that I feel like is going to um, encourage your heart and just get your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ today. And so um, Matthew 21, I'm going to read it and then I'm going to go verse by verse here and just shed some light. Okay. And so um, in Matthew 21, this is literally the week before Jesus's sufferings, his, his, you know, going before Pontius Pilate, uh, being sentenced to death, being tortured brutally, hanging on that tree, breathing his last breath, and three days later, rising from the dead over the power of Satan's sin, the grave, um, in triumph and victory, appearing to his disciples like this is the gospel, right? The weight of God's glory. The Holy Spirit is on the ministry of the gospel, on the word of God. We need to declare the word. We need to walk in the word. We need to teach the word, preach the word, because as we set our eyes on him, and not us, our eyes on his works and not our works, then the power of God flows through us in a way that we would have never imagined or even thought. And so if you read Matthew 21, I'm going to read verses one and I'm going to go down to verse 10. Okay. So we're getting into the word right now. Uh, Matthew 21, when they approached Jerusalem, this is the disciples and they came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden." And now verse six, the disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them. And he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats in the road and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road and the crowds going ahead of him. And those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. It's powerful. There's so much to unpack here, which I'm not going to do in this short podcast, okay? But I am going to highlight a few things. If you get into the beginning of Matthew 21, it says that when they approached Bethphage, um, at the Mount of Olives, Jesus said to his disciples, go into the village opposite you. Immediately you'll find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says to you, the Lord has need of, if anyone says anything to you, say the Lord has need of them and immediately he will send them. And so this is first of all, a picture of what it's like to live in a kingdom where Jesus is Lord. <laughs> you know, he got a word of knowledge. First of all, he's seeing things that he would not um, naturally have the ability to see. 
And then he said, also, immediately, there's going to be a donkey there. There's going to be a colt tied up. And so he is seeing things that he doesn't have the in, in, in his humanity, the natural ability to see. But it's, you know, he is fully God, fully man, seeing in the spirit. And um, the disciples just have to be like, all right, then, um, I guess we'll just go ahead and do that. And so we are living in a kingdom with Jesus as king, and he he tells us to do things sometimes that don't make sense according to our natural mind, but there's an obedience of faith here. The disciples knew that when Jesus said something, it was true because he is the word made flesh. He is truth. He has the spirit of truth that he is walking in daily. He's never lied to them. He's never deceived them. He's never been off in terms of his prophetic sight. And so they're like, okay, I guess we're just going to trust Jesus. And how many times has the Lord asked you to do something wild, something seemingly ridiculous, something that doesn't make sense in the natural, in the natural mind? Um, You know, you have to walk by faith and not by sight because it just is boggling your natural mind. But at the same time, the Lord asked you to do it. He asked you to step forward. He asked you to move in faith. He asked you to buy that home. He asked you to speak to that person, spark that conversation with that person. He asked you to pray for the mailman as he as he came up to your house. He asked you to give a few dollars to that homeless guy. What are you going to do? He he told you to call up a friend and your friend was depressed or in pain and you you thought to yourself, well, they, they look fine and, and they don't seem depressed. They don't seem like they're in pain. This doesn't make sense that I would reach out to this individual, but you know the spirit of God and you know the voice of your king and he's compelling you in love to do that. And so this is what it's like to live in the kingdom, uh, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to listen to the voice of God, to walk in the obedience of faith and to allow the Lord to just challenge our natural minds. And, and he is so much greater than our natural minds. And we have now access to the mind of Christ through the Holy Spirit that abides on the inside of us. And so this is a life of obedience and it takes faith and we hear his voice and we walk with him like this is what the kingdom of God is all about. And I love this because he asks his disciples all the time to do things that don't make sense, the breaking of the bread and then the, and the fish and you have just a small meal, but just go out and, and pass the food out. They must've been thinking like, what in the world? They even said it like, God, we, we, Jesus, we don't have enough fish here. We don't have enough loaves. He says, just go and pass it out. He blessed it, broke it, and it multiplied. And so he was continually challenging their 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 linear thinking and their logical thought processes. And he was just challenging them to live by faith and to heed his words. And when Jesus speaks something, as as the words go forth into our heart, it actually imparts faith to move forward and to obey. As long as we're open and we're willing to receive, if our hearts are open and in a posture of humility, when the Lord speaks something to us or gives us an impression, it also comes with the faith necessary to rise up and to say yes and to obey him in that way. And so this is what it's like. He's ushering in in a new kingdom. This is Jesus. It's not the old covenant. It's not the old way. You know, the Holy Spirit isn't just on people. He's in people and he's not just on kings and prophets, but he's going to be on everybody. And sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men are going to dream dreams. You know, sons and daughters are going to prophesy and have visions. And so, like, this is something different here, guys. This is a different kind of kingdom that this Jesus, the Christ, more than a prophet. They thought he was just a prophet, it says. More than a prophet, but fully God, fully man, the son of David, the promised Messiah, the king of glory. Who is this king of glory, strong and mighty? Who is this king? Open up your hearts. 
peoples. Like this is Jesus Christ and this is the kingdom that he's ushering in. It's a it's a new wineskin, guys. It's a new and living way. It's a covenant, a new covenant enacted upon better promises. This is our Jesus and our King. So we need to get used to his kingdom and his ways. We need to lay down our ways, lay down our kingdoms, lay down our thought processes and logical ways of processing things. And there's nothing wrong with the mind, but as long as it serves the king, as long as it's yielded to him, then the mind is a powerful tool that God has given us, but it must be yielded in humility to the mind of Jesus Christ. Like, oh, this is what, this is what it's all about. It's living for his kingdom, living for his will. Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but yours be done. That is the life of the believer living according to his will, not our own. And so you ready for this kingdom? Because many of us who claim the name of Christ are still living according to our kingdom, our ways, our will, our rules. We're still, we're still the ones on the throne of our hearts and that's not okay. Because this king is ushering in a new kingdom. And it's, a, it's the obedience of faith. And it's a grace-empowered lifestyle. And so, um, whose kingdom are we building? And who are we following? Whose voice are we heeding? And how are we living? Is it in line with this new kingdom? A life of faith for the just shall live by faith. Is it, is it are we walking by sight? Are we making decisions based on what we see, what we know, what we touch, what we taste, what we feel? Are you making decisions based on him and, and laying things at his feet? And so if you go on, it says that Jesus says, okay, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you. This king came and he's coming Again, and every day he comes to us. Every day he knocks on the door of our heart. Every day he's ministering to us. We just need ears to hear and we need eyes to see. But he came and he's daily coming and he will come again in triumphant victory. And his kingdom will manifest fully in the earth and there will be a restoration of all things. Behold, your king is coming gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of the beast of burden. The beast of burden. Jesus carried our burdens and he rode in on a beast of burden. That donkey carried the Christ. That was a great honor. That was a great responsibility. And may we be like that donkey carrying the king of glory on our words, on our thoughts, on our lives, on our actions. But not only that, it's that he's coming gentle. The people of Jesus's day thought that he was coming strong and mighty to just overthrow Rome. And, and they expected a conquering savior. And they expected him to be this emperor, this king that ushers in the kingdom and says, yes, Israel, I'm finally come to redeem you and make you guys in the, the top of the food chain again, and I'm destroying Rome. And, and they had a, an odd view. They had a distorted view, not the right view of how he was going to come. He's, he's coming gentle as a suffering savior, according to uh, Isaiah 53. He's our suffering savior, the man of many sorrows, riding on the beast of burden, gentle, merciful, kind, and patient. This is our king. This is our king. And you know, 
Um, but let's just go to the next verse and I'll, I'll tackle this next point. But the disciples went and they did just as Jesus instructed them. First of all, wow. The disciples immediately obeyed. Just like Abraham. God said, sacrifice your son Isaac. It says immediately the next morning, Abraham went. Are we practicing instant obedience or are we, uh, you know, procrastinating on what God has asked us to do, because if you immediately obey, the faith is present to move forward. But if you procrastinate, the faith that God gave you in the command begins to wane, and it's harder to obey day in, uh, day after day, it's harder to obey. And so, um, but the beautiful thing about obedience in the new covenant is there's reward and there's grace and there's power, and you never know what's on the other side of your obedience. The miraculous springs forth. But the disciples, they did just as Jesus had instructed them. I love that. And they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them. And he sat on the coats and most of the crowd spread their coats on the road. And they were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Like this king came in a manner that the, that the Jews were not expecting. Um, and guess what? This is something that, you know, I'm, I love the book of Revelation, okay? I do. I love the book of Revelation. I read from it constantly. I'm always reading with uh, the first few chapters specifically when it comes to the what Jesus said to the churches and you know in, in chapters four, five, six, where it goes into the throne room and what that's like in heaven and the latter chapters of the book of Revelation where it goes into the new heaven and the new earth and the promises of God. And I'm all through the book of Revelation. I don't skip any chapters, okay? Like I believe in the blessing that it says those who read this book are blessed. And so, and those who take away are cursed, like that is heavy and that is the word of God. And so I never want to take anything out of the Bible. The book of Revelation is meaty and it's glorious. But one thing I'm not for is trying to figure out every single thing that the book of Revelation says so I could have a neat end time theology where I know exactly how he's going to come. I know what the Bible says. I know what the, what it's going to be like, perilous and all these different things that are going to be taking place. I, I understand that we've had many ages you know, since Jesus ascended into heaven, we've had many times in history where those things were happening, but those things will be happening again on the day of his return. And, you know, I, I get it. I know he's going to return. Um, but guess what? Like I, there's so many theologies of the end times and how he's going to return. And, you know, we can get so caught up heady and logical and trying to figure everything out. And I shared about this on a previous podcast about embracing the mysteries of God. You know, Jesus speaks in parables. He wants us to have the spirit of revelation on our hearts. He wants us to um, have ears to hear and eyes to see, fam. Like, come on. We need to press into him and he gives us the revelation because the Jews thought they knew exactly how he was going to come to save them the first time. And they totally missed him because they thought he was going to come as a triumphant ruler, you know, overthrowing Rome, but he came as the gentle savior riding on a donkey and suffering on a cross, looking like a criminal, even though he wasn't one. And they missed him the first time. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they missed him the first time because they thought they had it figured out. Who's to say that we're not going to miss him the second time because we feel like we have it all sorted out. We know exactly how he's going to come. 
The book of Revelation is the greatest vision of all time. It's the greatest parable. There's mysterious language for our hearts to continually seek out. I'm not saying don't study and show yourself approved. I'm not saying don't seek God and dive into these things, but don't get wrapped up in it. Don't let confusion set in. Don't try to figure it all out. There's something beautiful about knowing the unknowable God and trying to comprehend the incomprehensible God. And and we will know him greater every day. Right now, we know in part the scripture. Scripture says. We know in part, but one day we will see clearly when we see him and we could be confident in that. We can embrace mystery and we can enjoy him here and now, even, even when we don't have everything figured out in terms of theology. I love theology. I'm a teacher of the word. I'm passionate about the Bible. I'm passionate about the word of God. I'm always teaching the word, always quoting the word. I'm memorizing the word. I'm declaring the word. I dive into theology, atonement theories, and I've, trust me, I've studied Revelation. And I, the books I read from are are books that are read in theological seminaries. Like, I love theology. But I'm not just trying to build my mind, I'm building my heart, and I'm enjoying Christ, I'm feasting on Him, and I am in union with Him, meditating as I'm studying, and that's what it's meant to be. And so, (laughs) you know, don't try to have it all figured out. And the Lord, honestly, He's going to blow your mind. If you've walked with Jesus, and you've been a part of this kingdom for any length of time, you know that He's going to ask you to do things that... Like, or like, what in the world? I never thought he would ask me to move there. I never thought he'd ask me to start a church. Never thought he'd ask me to, to be a youth pastor. Never thought he'd ask me to sell my home and, and do this and that. Never thought he'd ask me to go on the mission field. Never thought he'd ask me to step in the business. I've had many times in my life where the Lord put me into a season because my heart was in obedience to him and, and seeking his perfect will. The Lord put me in a season I never imagined I would be in before. So he comes in ways that we don't foresee. And that's not just his return one day. That is, I'm talking about our daily lives and the choices and the things he asks of us. Like get used to him coming and shocking you and turning things upside down and showing you the better way, the better path. Because we're very limited in the way we think, but faith breaks the limits off. And he begins to show us something that totally like confounds us sometimes. But then as we say yes and walk forward, we realize this is the best thing ever. And I can share story after story of things that happened in my life as well as in my friends' lives where COVID got my friends to Dallas who were supposed to move to California to be a part of a ministry, but they got stuck in Dallas during COVID and they never wanted to move to Dallas. And the Lord the Lord knew that probably they'd have a hard time hearing from him about moving to Dallas. And so they got stuck in Dallas. And then God called them to Dallas. They got involved in a job and ministry. And now they look back and say, wow, the Lord, he got us to Dallas. You know, the Lord sometimes will tell you something to get you into a place that maybe you would never say yes to, like, you know, like maybe I would never say yes to do this or do that or be here or be there. But because he spoke to me about something else, I'm more inclined to say yes to now, as I step into like the phase to get there, now I begin to realize, wow, uh, (laughs) uh, I think I'm supposed to be here. And the Lord begins to speak and to confirm, like, this is a radical wild life of being led by the Holy Spirit. And if we abide in him and if we obey him and if we live according to his kingdom and his ways not our kingdom and our ways and we renew our mind and we aren't conformed to this culture but conform to christ and if we live this way it's going to be uncomfortable in seasons it's going to be an exciting adrenaline filled life enthralled by his beauty it's going to be a life of abundance a life of blessing like that's what he died for and that's what opens up in the life of jesus 
And so um, I'm just going to move on to what the crowds declared in verse 9, going into verse 10. The crowds were going ahead of him, and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Wow. Hosanna, that means save now. They're saying save now, son of David, the one who was prof- excuse me, the one who was prophesied to be the Messiah. Save now. They were declaring his messiahship. They were declaring that he was the one the scriptures prophesied and they were saying save now. That's what Hosanna means. And blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. There's only one name under heaven by which men and women and children and every nation, tribe, and culture can be saved, and that's Jesus, the name of Jesus Christ. Only one name. There's only one mediator between God and man, and it's the man, Christ Jesus. Hosanna in the highest praise, exuberant exaltation to him who is worthy, the only one worthy. And then in verse 10, when He had entered Jerusalem. All the city was saying, who is this? And the crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Who is this Jesus? That's the same question that people have all over the world today. Who is this Jesus? Was he a prophet? Was he a teacher? Was he a weirdo? Was he the savior? Who is this Jesus? Did he exist? What in the world? Why is this man? What is it? What's his deal? And You ever wonder as a believer why it's so hard to say the name of Jesus? Easy to say, God bless you. God loves you. You know, pray to God. But it's not easy to say the name of Jesus because Jesus is exclusive. When you say Jesus, you're saying no other God matters. There's no other gods out there. There's Jesus because Jesus said, follow me. There's only one way to the Father. Jesus said, if you dishonor me, you're dishonoring the Father. And so... Jesus is like, that's exclusive, but there's resistance when using the name of Jesus. Why? Because every horde of hell doesn't want you using the name of Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. There's power. No wonder why no one's, when they stub their toe, they don't cuss Muhammad. They don't cuss Krishna. They don't cuss anybody else except the name of Jesus. The enemy is trying to minimize the name of Jesus, trying to degrade the name of Jesus, trying to drag Jesus's name through the mud, and that he's trying to intimidate believers not to use the name of Jesus to the world around us. We need to use the name of Jesus. Out of, that is the name with power to save. That is the name with power to heal. That is the name with power to deliver and to restore. It's his name. So don't be afraid to say, Jesus loves you. Jesus bless you. Can I pray for you in the name of Jesus? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to God except through Christ, Christ Jesus. Don't be afraid to use the name of Jesus. Don't let the enemy lock the kingdom up on the inside of you, stopping you from using his name because that's where the power of God is, in the person and the work, in the name of Jesus Christ. He's our unity between heaven and earth. So I just want to pray with you guys going into, you know, Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday. May this be a week of contemplation. May you think about his sufferings. May you think about him taking the sin of the world into his body. May you think about him being stricken. Um, may you think about our healing being in his body. May you think about um, the chastisement and the punishment he received for our peace for, for our peace, his peace to be on the inside of us. May you think about 
the provision of the cross. May you think about his cries in the Garden of Gethsemane. May you think about his obedience to the Father. May you think about his glorious triumph and your place in that because you died and rose with Christ in victory. His victory is your victory. And so bless you. I'm going to pray. Lord, I just thank you for every single person listening to this podcast, God. I thank you that your Holy Spirit is moving. I thank you that, Jesus, you're speaking. I pray that every ear would be open, every eye would see, every heart would be discerning that we would sense you in the season, What that we would, that we would experience your presence in the season in a greater way. And I just thank you for revelation of Jesus and all he's done. I thank you, Lord, for breaking chains off of our minds of doubt and unbelief. I thank you. That we, that we would see you for who you are and that we would know everything you accomplished in us and on our behalf and that we wouldn't settle for less in our lives because it dishonors you when we settle for less, but it honors you when we go for everything you've died for us to walk in. And so, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. May every heart be awakened, every heart be opened right now to the power of your spirit, to your words, Jesus, and to love of the Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow. Thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. If you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, come join us for launch weekend, Awaken Dallas. Um, (laughs) We want to know him deeply and live for him passionately. This is what it's all about. And so come join us as we launch Awaken Dallas Church. Come join us, my wife and I, and the beloved people that have come alongside of us, our serve team, our ministry team, our spiritual community as we grow Come join us on launch weekend, Good Friday at 6.30 p.m., Easter Sunday or Resurrection Day celebration at 10 a.m. Um, we're going to launch and fully into what God has for us. And, and so come and join us. If you want to touch from the Holy Spirit, want to take communion with us, you want to leave different in the presence of God, that's what it's about. And so bless you guys and um, make sure to subscribe, rate, and re- review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they could be blessed and awakened by the gospel. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours. 
you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in his glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.